Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 112. I'll read the second verse. Sing till all the world rejoices. Sing, for fear no more enslaves us. From this accuser's mocking voices, Christ our mighty counsel saves us. Hymn number 112. If you would like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the homepage you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, then look for the place that says click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so and you will find them. And our theme tonight is Everlasting Life, and the readings will now be given by Fairley from Maryland. The Bible, Luke. A certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? 
not as good, save one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, all these have I kept from my youth up. Now when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet lackest thou one thing, sell all that thou hast, and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful, for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they that heard it said, Who then can be saved? And he said, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Then Peter said, Lo, we have left all and followed thee. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or parents, or brethren, or wife, or children, for the kingdom of God's sake, who shall not receive manifold more in this present time, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Romans. God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members, servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members servants to righteousness unto holiness. But when ye were the servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. What fruit had ye them in those things, whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now being made free from sin and become servants to God, Ye have your fruit unto holiness, and the end everlasting life. Matthew. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man 
to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone that hath forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive an hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. Correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. The understanding that the ego is mind and that there is but one mind or intelligence begins at once to destroy the errors of mortal sense and to supply the truth of immortal sense. This understanding makes the body harmonious. It makes the nerves, bones, brain, etc., servants instead of masters. If man is governed by the law of divine mind, his body is in submission to everlasting life and truth and love. The great mistake of mortals is to suppose that man, God's image and likeness, is both matter and spirit, both good and evil. The less mind there is manifested in matter, the better. When the unthinking lobster loses its claw, the claw grows again. If the science of life were understood, it would be found that the senses of mind are never lost and that matter has no sensation. Then the human limb would be replaced as readily as the lobster's claw, not with an artificial limb, but with the genuine one. Any hypothesis which supposes life to be in matter, is an educated belief. In infancy, this belief is not equal to guiding the hand to the mouth. And as consciousness develops, this belief goes out, yields to the reality of everlasting life. Our master said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
then God and heaven are life, are present, and death is not the real stepping stone to life and happiness. They are now and here, and a change in human consciousness from sin to holiness would reveal this wonder of being. Because God is ever-present, no boundary of time can separate us from him and the heaven of his presence. And because God is life, all life is eternal. O ye who leap disdainfully from this rock of ages, return and plant thy steps in Christ's truth, the stone which the builders rejected. Then will angels administer grace, do thy errands, and be thy dearest allies. The divine law gives to man health, and life everlasting gives a soul to soul, a present harmony wherein the good man's heart takes hold on heaven and whose feet can never be moved. These are his green pastures beside still waters where faith mounts upward, expatiates, strengthens, and exalts. You will dedicate your temple in faith unfeigned, not to the unknown God, but unto him whom to know aright is life everlasting. His presence with you will bring to your hearts so much of heaven that you will not feel my absence. The privilege remains mine to watch and work for all, from east to west, from the greensward and gorgeous skies of the Orient, to your dazzling glory in the Occident, and to thank God forever for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. You will agree with me that the material body is mortal, but soul is immortal. Also that the five personal senses are perishable. They lapse and relapse, come and go, until at length they are consigned to dust. But say you, man awakes from the dream of death, in possession of the five personal senses, does he not? Yes, because death alone does not awaken man in God's image and likeness. The divine science of life alone gives the true sense of life and of righteousness and demonstrates the principle of life eternal, even the life that is soul apart from the so-called life of matter or the material senses. We will now have a moment of silent prayer 
and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 16. As sings the mountain stream past rock and verdure wild, so let me sing my way to thee, thy pure and happy child. Hymn number 16.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, December 28th, 2022. Everyone is welcome here. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. We have quite a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which is from our various websites, many of which are in other foreign languages. And as a result, God's healing and inspired word is reaching people across the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our church, have found our website, have found God's inspiring word. And we're very grateful for each and every one of you who have done so. I uh, would like to invite everyone to join us every Sunday. We start on Sundays at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. And we also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. Our Sunday school has a teleconference feature, which enables the students to attend our Sunday school by telephone. And indeed, many of the students do so. so. What this means is that your child also can attend our Sunday school by telephone. Call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child there. I will now read from the church manual the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, uh, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else an opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those of you who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice. But remember, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you and any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Elizabeth, New Hampshire. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead. Good evening. Uh, last week there was a testimony about the harmonious finding of a parking space where it seemed there would be none. This reminded me of an experience that I had many years ago. I had a catering business that found me cooking a few times a week 
for a national catalog company's photo crew. This could mean up to 90 people for a three-day span, and I worked alone. I vowed never to attempt my shopping on the weekends because of the weekend crowds, dreading the thought of all the people, until one day when it was necessary for me to shop on a Sunday. I had to correct my thought on this subject. With that, I realized that there could only be perfect flow in God's kingdom. The definition of flow from Webster's dictionary is to guide along smoothly without harshness or asperity. This includes traffic of any kind, whether through the grocery store, through our roads and highways, or through life in general. With this realization, I went about my business. With delight, with delight, I found my usual parking spot, the only one open as I pulled into the lot. Engrossed in my job inside the store, it wasn't until I left that I realized that my shopping experience was as though I was lifted above the scene, finding and getting what I needed with ease. Exodus 3 in this week's lesson, so beautifully written, says, And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land onto a good land and a large, onto a land flowing with milk and honey, quote-unquote. This land I know to be, as Mary Baker Eddy, our beloved discoverer, writes, the land of Christian science, where fetters fall, and the rights of man are fully known and acknowledged, quote-unquote. How blessed we are to be learning this science and seeing the fetters of mortal sense, the chains and shackles of mortal belief, drop away from experience as we recognize the Christ everywhere. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus and Mrs. Eddy. And thank you to the workers at the Plainfield Church. This is Eddie's Busy Bees. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Mara. Mara from Mississippi. Go ahead. Hello. I would like to say how grateful I am for the Wednesday evening testimony meetings, and I'm especially grateful for all the testimonies that are given every week. I love to listen and learn from others' experiences and how they use Christian science in their daily lives to solve all human problems, whether it be health issues or business problems, um, issues with other people, or even the loss of an animal. It is helpful to hear how people see things in a spiritual way and to look to God to solve any human problems. Often certain Christian science articles or, or quotes from Science and Health or the Bible are used with prayer and healing, and these quotes are always inspiring and helpful. And we know if one person can pray and be healed, then we all can. This has helped me learn so much by other people's experiences. As a result, I have experienced many healings for myself, my family, and my animals. It's so nice that we can all come together and help each other and learn from each other. 
I'm so grateful to be here tonight. Um, thank you to everyone at Plainfields for making this possible. And also thank you to Fairly for the very inspirational readings tonight. Thank you. Mishaela from Canada, go ahead. Hello, good evening. <clears throat> I am infinitely grateful for a year full of a thousand small awakenings. Awakenings that I experienced by participating in testimony meetings, roundtables, Bible studies, services, by hymns sung at the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. I had read and studied Science and Health and Prose works by Mary Baker Eddy and the Bible for quite some years before I came to Plainfield. But I, I think I never had practical guidance on how to apply it to my daily life. Like I get it now from all that is provided here by all of you in Plainfield. It was always my deep wish to understand God better. However, there was a reluctance to claim that I can practice Christian science. I always studied, and I would put studied in brackets because I think it was more of a superficial study. What I lacked, I think, was the practical part of how to apply it to my all to all my daily situations. I lacked also the conviction that I'm able to put into action divine truth. You all have helped me to dig deeper and embrace challenges and many daily tasks as opportunities to apply the truth to see through God's eyes. A few examples are that I am more conscious now, for example, in traffic, that everyone on the road is guided and protected by love. When I go into a store, I know that I only can bring with me truth, life, and love to spread around. When a storm is predicted, or if I see it, I see God's face in the clouds. When I encounter an angry face, I remind myself the only thing I can see is God's face. Isn't that wonderful? I am not 100% there to always think like that. Many times I still struggle and get trapped by animal magnetism, by an unfriendly face, by harsh words, or a driver who just goes too slow. But I catch myself now more and more to redirect my thought, and most pleasantly, I find I don't beat myself up anymore for having stepped away from the small and narrow path holiness. Also, it seems quite exhausting at times, I have to admit. I want to thank you all for the 
thousand small awakenings you provoked in my consciousness this year that helped me jump back on the path from sin to holiness, holiness like it was read today by Shirley, and continue the upwards way. Thank you all for being so generous, and thank you, God and Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy. Good night. Thank you. Shardell. Hello. I would like to offer my gratitude for the annual candlelight service held here at the Plainfield Church Independent last Saturday on Christmas Eve. What a lovely and holy time it was, and the joy of it is still being shared on the website to bless and heal. During the service, I had a feeling of great love come over me, and I had a vision of a huge mantle of peace covering the whole surface of the entire world, a mantle of love for everyone. Thank you, Plainfield Church, and to everyone who made the candlelight service so perfect and beautiful. Thank you. Jeremy. I would like to say how grateful I am tonight for Christian Science, this church, and practitioner support, all of which have helped me to learn over the years to have true appreciation and love for all that Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy did during their lives, and to see that the cause of Christian Science is still carried on now here. Because of this, this past Christmas season felt holy and special in a way I was never capable of experiencing before. And this has left me with a feeling of peace and joy that I'm so grateful for. I'm so grateful that God brought me here. I'm very happy to be here tonight. Thank you. And we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening, dearest Plainfield Independent, and thank you all so very much for the absolutely beautiful Christmas Eve service, which we heard here live in Australia, sitting under a gum tree on a hot Christmas day. The readings and the singing were just so very beautiful. All the little children and the congregation, the solos and the group harmonies, the organ, the piano, the bells, all the instruments, just so beautiful, and we felt that this very much was fitting the definition in Psalm 100, quote, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Christian science teaches us how to turn to God for the Christ healing of sickness and sin, not just for our loved ones and for ourselves, but for all the world. I never knew how we can actually bless all the world until coming to Plainfield and learning how to perform the watches and how to see the Christ truth in everyone that comes to our experience. Hail, Son of God, as we are taught here. 
I am extremely grateful to our holy practitioners for teaching us all how to do this. A couple of days ago, we were out walking. We could see a young man coming towards us, and he was very clearly affected by so-called recreational drugs. He was hunching and cramping as he walked, and he was laughing hysterically, almost cackling as he talked to himself. He was not outwardly aggressive, but was very clearly suffering mental turmoil. We moved off to the side of the path and stood under a tree while I prayed for him, focusing on the closing benediction of our daily prayer given to us by Mrs. Eddy, quote, And may thy word enrich the affections of all mankind and govern them. End quote. I could see the sweetness of this one, that he is God's own dear child. I felt sure this prayer would free him and he would feel God's love. With that, we continued on our way. The next morning, I woke, singing in thought, hymn 179, repeating the first verse, quote, Love one another, word of revelation. Love frees from error's thrall. Love is liberation. Love's way the master trod. He that loves shall walk with God. Love is the royal way. We are taught here that God's dear love goes out to bless the world. We may not know who our prayer is helping, but God's law of love calls his children to him, uplifting and blessing them, freeing them all to the glory of his love. I am in wondrous love that God's law reached us all the way here in Australia through the holy prayers that flow from this pure independent Christian science church. We have been so very blessed. I am so very grateful for the beautiful science of the Christ that Mary Baker Eddy discovered. I am so grateful for her love and courage in withstanding the trials that she overcame to share Christian science with the world. I am very grateful to our holy practitioners at this church who have taught me that most truly, love is the royal way. My ever thanks to our Lord God Almighty, to dear Christ Jesus, and to Mary Baker Eddy, and so much love to you all, dearest Plainfield Independent. Now we have a testimony from Izzy in England. Good evening, everyone, and a happy, happy Christmas to all. I'm really pleased to share this testimony, which happened last week at our works Christmas do. We were going tempin bowling, uh, a package of an hour's bowling and then a meal. And um, it was really good fun. And towards the end of the meal, we realized that one of our employees, who was right at the other end of the table, um, had lost his phone. So immediately, um, I began to pray. Everybody started to look different places. Um, and I just thought, nope, <laughs> divine mind knows where this phone is. And... Um, there were all sorts of accusations flying around about where we were and that the phone would be stolen. And and I just looked around 
and it was so busy and so noisy and I really had to work to get into my closet. But I just knew that I was surrounded by God's expressions, God's divine expressions, God's children, and none of them was capable of theft or greed or being corrupt in any way. They were just perfect reflections of perfection. So, <laughs> so the phone couldn't be stolen. Um, and if it was lost, well, we, we would find it. Um, but time went on and it started to look like we weren't going to find it. Uh, and then it turned out that actually it wasn't just the phone. It was uh, inside a wallet. So it had all his bank cards and it got to the point where he left his details at the bar and, um, and, and said, you know, he would get new cards. And I said, no, we have to just know that it's going to turn up. And I just thought, I'm not having this. I'm not, I'm not leaving without this working out. This is going to work out. It has to. Um, and my other half, Dean, said that he just had a feeling to go back to the lanes where we were and have another look. And he had a really good look. And right in the gutter of the lane, the bowling lane, was the phone and the wallet, untouched, obviously, and completely safe. And as we went back to all the other guys um, and said, hey, we found it, it turned out that while they were looking, they had also found someone else's phone. <laughs> and the lady whose phone they'd found was thanking them and really, really grateful. It was it was her son's phone, actually. So it was, it was a wonderful way to, to end the year, a wonderful demonstration. And then just last night, I was uh, spending a bit of time on YouTube and watching some videos by the Longyear Museum, uh, which is such good videos. And um, one of them was about a boy who uh, had typhoid symptoms and some Christian scientists were called from the neighboring farm. This was in Kansas and they traveled five miles to come and treat the boy. And I think they were pretty new to Christian science and newly um, fresh from class instruction. And there must have been some great fear of typhoid and some terrible fear of Christian science because all the neighbors came around, really almost a lynch mob, um, to, to get these Christian scientists out of the house. But the mother of the house, the mother of the boy, just kept, think, kept them calm, kept them away. And says the two Christian scientists who were inside praying had no idea what was going on. And two days later, the boy was healed. And I just thought there's so much to learn from this wonderful story. But the main thing that I can take from it is that they stayed for two days. They left their farm and they stayed for two days until the boy was healed. And I had just a glimpse of that in this situation with the phone that no, we stay until this is right. I've learned so much of this in the round tables that, you know, we stay with it. And we don't let it win. And that has been such a wonderful um, thing to learn this year and such a wonderful demonstration to experience. So thank you. Thank, well, thank you for everything. <laughs> thank you for the teachings, for the, the work that you put in, for the, 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 just for everything, for the love. Um, it's been a, uh, what a year. <laughs> and now we enter 2023 and I wish much love to everybody at Plainfield. Um, just love and nothing but goodness and peace and harmony for 2023. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
And now we have a testimony from Patricia in Canada. This happened in 1997. We had adopted two kittens, and they looked identical. One day, my husband was hurrying off to work as it was his busy season there for him. He asked my son and I to pray about one of the kitten's eyes. I had not noticed a problem before this, as I usually just put out food and my son played with them. I went to look at the kitten's eye to see if it needed attention, if anything was caught in it, and I realized that the kitten had gone blind in one eye and it had turned completely white and was wounded. So my son and I exchanged ideas about God that he had learned at home and in Sunday school and that I was learning from my study of the Bible and the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. Shortly after we started praying, my son confessed that a few days before, he and his friend Carl were playing cowboys and they pretended that the two kittens were buffalo. They had shot their plastic orange darts with suction cups at the kittens, not thinking that would actually hurt them. And my son felt terribly, terribly sorry about causing eye damage to the kitten. We continued praying, discussing that spirit is cause, not material darts, although we need to use them wisely and lovingly. And we thought about how there could be no accidents in mind which causes wisdom and perfection. After doing concordance work in the Bible and Mary Baker Eddy's writings, I came across a sentence in miscellaneous writings where Shakespeare was quoted as saying, Comparisons are odious. I realized that I had been comparing yesterday how the eye looked to today, comparing the left eye to the right eye, the one kitten to the other kitten, matter to matter. But there's only one reality. Isaiah said, I am the Lord and there's none else. Soul is incomparable perfection, perfect God and perfect manifestation. I thought, this is so true that I'm not praying about this anymore. And the next day or so, the kitten's eyes was entirely back to normal. All praise be to God. I'm tremendously grateful to God for leading me into Christian science and helping me not to blindly accept physical sense testimony. Jesus said, Having eyes ye see not. My thanks, too, to our dear Plainfield Church that is opening my eyes to a more absolute sense of God. Good evening. Thank you. Gary. I'm so very grateful for all the lessons that I've been learning in Christian science here at this church. And uh, one of the really important lessons that uh, I have been learning is uh, the importance of being consistent in our listening to and obedience to what God is telling us. Um, I remember as a younger adult, uh, I first came to Plainfield, um, I would occasionally get good ideas and 
when I was confident that, uh, you know, they were clearly from God, I would race ahead and I would push to accomplish what I firmly believed God wanted me to do. And occasionally things would work out fine, but occasionally uh, I would fall flat on my face and it would be an utter disaster. And uh, <laughs> this was something that uh, I didn't really get at the time. It was perplexing to me why after doing what I thought God wanted me to do, it would not turn out very well. But as I was working with a Christian science practitioner in this church, uh, there was a time when I fell flat on my face trying to do something I thought was right. And the practitioner um, helped me out tremendously with with, with this. Uh, the practitioner told me, well, yes, it, it is essential to do what God wants you to do, what God tells you to do. But then the practitioner said, but that's not enough. It's also essential to do what he wants in the way that he wants it done and in the time that he wants it done. And to be flexible, to turn on a dime if you start out doing something in the wrong direction or at the wrong time. Because when a right idea is pushed too soon or if we procrastinate and wait too long, well, guess what? It ceases to be a right idea. And Mrs. Eddie states in our textbook, the disobedient make their moves before or after God. Well, this uh, opened my eyes to something I needed very badly. You, you can't cherry pick when you obey God. <laughs> it, it has to be all or nothing. I mean, it, it better be all. <laughs> so as I began to accept this, um, it was clear I needed to be more consistent in listening and obeying God's direction and to be alert daily, even hourly, uh, as to what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. Well, this has been, um, well, this has been a, a work in process for me, and I'm very grateful to say that uh, I have grown more confident in the things that I do. Uh, I've grown more peaceful in doing them, knowing that God, not me, is ultimately responsible for their success. And I'm happy to say that uh, I don't fall flat on my face as often as I used to. Um, and if I do, I know why. It doesn't last very long. So I have a great appreciation for the fact that I can only create chaos when I try to impose my will on anything, anywhere, anytime. And I have to say this has been a great lesson for me and one that I'm very grateful to be learning, very grateful for that help of that practitioner, and very grateful to Mary Baker Eddy 
for giving us the science of Christianity, which touches everything in our lives and is the greatest blessing I have ever experienced. And thank you, Fairly, for the fine readings tonight. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you, Fairly, for the inspiring readings tonight, for the beautiful music, as always, and for the wonderful testimonies. I wanted to express my gratitude first to God, our loving Father Mother, for his ever-present help and love and guidance, for Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy, and for the sacrifices that they made to give us this healing truth, Christian science. I'm so grateful for this Plainfield Independent Church we are, where we are being taught Mrs. Eddy's pure Christian science. In reflecting back on this past year, I'm filled with gratitude for the many blessings that I've received and for the many lessons learned and that the lessons that I'm continuing to learn. And my heartfelt gratitude for the steadfast and prayerful support of my practitioner, through which I have received many, many healings of health problems, of improved relationships, of a change in the way I think about things. I have a more harmonious and peaceful atmosphere and a better understanding of Christian science and how to live and apply this science in my daily life. And I'm so grateful for the dedicated and tireless work that is being done here in Plainfield by its members in order to provide us all with everything that we are so freely and abundantly given in this church that enriches our study and increases our understanding and how to practice Christian science. I'm so grateful for the watches that are faithfully done to fulfill the mission of this church in sending the healing word of God and Christian science out to the whole world. Thank you, dear Plainfield. And I am so grateful to be a member of this church and for this service this evening. Thank you all. Thank you. Yeah, this is Bruce. As you guys have heard, we had our Christmas Eve candlelight service last Saturday. And uh, what an amazing opportunity it was to share this holy blessing time with so many. Well, I was over here at church in the early afternoon getting ready, setting things up, and I realized that I needed to go to the store to buy something that we needed. You know, actually, we needed two lights for the musicians so they can see their music on their, up on the platform. Well, here it is, December 24th, and I'm not too excited about going out shopping on December 24th. And in fact, in the past, I've had a bad experience about getting stuck in a parking lot that I wish I'd never gotten into. But I needed to do this. So here we are at Christmas time. And like uh, it said in the lesson of that week, nothing is impossible to God. So I asked God for wisdom, where to go and how to get there. And he showed me uh, some directions, and I, sure enough, I got to the store with very little uh, 
traffic or anything. And I went into the store and I says, I know I need something, but I'm not sure specifically what it is or where it is. So God, you better show me what it, you need for your uh, program. And here, unfailingly, I was led to the back of the store to a particular aisle where there was exactly two of these lights left, only two, which is exactly what I needed. So here I am thanking God, picking up these lights and on my way out. And um, needless to say, I got back to the church, got the lights installed and everything went well. And thanking God that he showed me what to do, how to do, when to do, and sure enough, it was just right. So I'm very grateful for that. Luba from Ohio, go ahead. Thank you. I'm so grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for Mary Baker Eddy for all that she has provided for us in Christian Science. Christian Science can transform our lives, which I know it has done in my life. I'm grateful to this church for all it provides, and I'm so very grateful to my practitioner for her support. I pray that God will provide the way that I run the race that is put before me. I'm so very happy to be here this evening. Thank you. Craig. These readings are in infectious. When I hear them, I want to, I want to be like her. Uh, you show so much life in your readings, and it just makes someone want to you know, have that much life. <laughs> Thank you very much for that and, and for <clears> the <throat> music that was here today. What I <clears throat> and also, uh, I thank our healing and teaching practitioners. I thank very much. Just uh, this week, I needed their help. <sighs> I, I read and it talks about, you have to be humble, and loving, and, and I felt that I was being all of that, but still I felt like I, <clears throat> I had a problem. <laughs> and I felt, well, I should be able to heal it. I was keeping my house up at night, coughing, I had a nasal drip, and it would just conveniently start when everybody wanted to rest. And as a consequence, nobody rested. And I said, I want to prove that God is my healer. So, <clears throat> for a while, they slept, and then I would start coughing again. I work with page 390 to 393 in Science and Health, and it's very helpful, and it helped. But they still, at some point, it would start up again. So, I didn't want to disappoint God. I said, I'm going to call a practitioner. I'm not going to just turned to a, a medicine. And I did, and I was met with great love. And, uh, I didn't feel stupid. And she told me that uh, I was doing God's work, and I could only be at peace in doing that. Couldn't be stopped. And, I, and uh, it made me feel so <clears throat> worthwhile, and I am. 
And then I know, I realize we are doing great things here, not just healing people's bodies, but uh, standing guard and, and protecting the world. And I need to be clear and strong in, in order to do that. And so I was sure that that would end it. And it did. From that time on, I did not wake everybody up at night. They slept well. And, you know, it's only this little, my wife has something to deal with. It's anxiety. But that's something separate, and it will pass. And uh, the answer to anxiety is to love more. So I thank God for this church. And Mrs. Eddy says the greater mission of Christian science is to heal the sin and to heal the world. I can't quote it exactly. But you know, that's what I want to do and we want to do. You can't be old and not Worry about yourself in order to do it. So thank God for this church that allows us to be the workers that we want to be and effective. Thank you very much for Mary Baker Reddy that puts us in this position. Thank you. Florence. Florence from Georgia. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Feli, for the beautiful readings tonight. And I also want to express my gratitude for last Sunday's Christmas Day service. I don't usually come to the Sunday service because of Sunday school, but the Sunday we did, and it was beautiful. It really felt the presence of God. I'm very grateful for that. Tonight I feel a great deal of gratitude for the things that I've been prevented from, and for those things I don't even know I was prevented from. I'm remembering a few years ago, we had traveled and we were returning and the, we were waiting for some people and they were late coming. And at that time I had learned to turn everything over to God and to be calm in situations like that. So I was calm. They finally came and on the way back, we saw two accidents and it made me wonder you know, what could have happened. But it really, all these and many other, other people's experiences teach me that when we are taught to heed what God is saying, to abide in Him, abide in the 91st Psalm and so on, how important it is to heed those things and how important also it is to like read the lesson first thing or to do the daily treatment before we go into the day, before we are mesmerized. I am so grateful for learning all this, to live with God guiding everything. I love Isaiah thirty twenty one where it says, And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee saying, This is the way, walk ye in it. When ye turn to the right hand, and when ye turn to the left. I am most grateful for this holy call, and I'm so grateful to be here tonight. Thank, Thank you. you. <clears throat> Mary. Good evening, everyone. Quite a few 
notes and emails this week. Um, the first from Texas. Thank you for your website. I love the articles and the wealth of information you provide. I'm truly grateful for all the good gems that Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent provides. Thank you for all your dedication and work. Blessings to all. California. I just finished listening to the Christmas Eve service and wanted to comment on how remarkable it was. I have only known one Christian Science Church to provide a Christmas Eve service, and I think that of all the possible services that could be, this is the one most important that should be, to counter the misdirection of the season away from Christ Jesus. I felt the Christ light shining through each man, woman, and child who read, sang, performed. It provided the uplift and thought that I needed, and it is my Christmas gift from God, from my church. Merry Christmas and much love. And then England. I just wanted to thank everyone in Plainfield for all they do, for the website, resources, services, roundtables, printing, translating, recording, researching, and so much more. Also to thank everyone who telephones in with such inspiring testimonies. It is all such a blessing to the world, and I am hugely grateful to have found Plainfield. Thank you also for the Christmas Eve service, which included lots of really lovely music and singing, and must have involved a great deal of practice and preparation. Thank you also for the Love, Love is the Liberator magazine, with lots of excellent articles. I'm so grateful for all the good that Plainfield provides. Thank you all so much, and a Happy New Year to you all. And this is one from Germany. To all you guys at Plainfield, I am so grateful to be in contact with you, your church, and the guidance of Divine Spirit. We will always, ha we will always have a great presence and wonderful news to report from the mountain. In God's great love and with all best wishes. And then Australia. We wanted to wish a happy Holy Christmas to all at Plainfield Independent. The pure teaching that you so generously share with the world has meant everything to us here in Australia. Our grateful hearts to each and every person who contributes their prayer, love, work, and thinking to this most holy of endeavors, pure Christian science. We are also very blessed to be part of this wonderful work for our Lord God Almighty, on top of all the learning and love these last two years, this Christmas has been the most holy of holidays we have ever experienced. Thank you so very much for the absolutely beautiful Christmas Eve service. It was absolutely the highlight of our Christmas day. We packed our picnic basket very early and went to the Royal Gardens and found a spot under a nice big gum tree to tune in to Dearest Plainfield. It was quite hot here, around 90, but the cool shade of the gum was so lovely and we heard the whole thing. The singing was so beautiful, all the little children and the congregation and the group harmonies, so beautiful. And wow, John's voice, amazing. <laughs> the article he read, A Solitary Life, was just wow. I've never heard that before, so precious and beautiful. The beautiful readings, all the readings, and the bells, all the instruments, just so beautiful. 
It lit up the world with the purest love for our dear Christ Jesus. Thank you so very, very much for all that you do, Plainfield. It's just as you have said, it is the center of the universe. We are all set with our planning to visit soon. We just can't wait to be near the voices we love so well. And then South Dakota. Thank you, Plainfield, for the Christmas Eve candlelight service. It is good on Christmas Eve to especially celebrate the Christ. I'm reminded as I write this testimony that I am grateful to God for your presence in my life. As one example, I feel blessed to have a watch to ponder along with a lesson sermon for each week. It is a powerful reminder to stay grounded. Thank you, God, for sending us the message and the messenger and the promised comforter as brought by our leader, Mary Baker Eddy. Her 30 years of continued dedication to establishing the foundation of that which she discovered remind us of her love for God and mankind. Thank you, Plainfield, for your practitioners and dedicated workers, one and all, and a happy new year to you all. There were other beautiful cards that were sent, expressions of gratitude, um, cookies, other things that were sent to us. I would just like to thank you all now. It was very kind of you to to think of us and to show that appreciation. So we certainly love all of you. Um, and it was wonderful to have this holy season spent together in the love of God. Uh, those readings tonight were just so beautiful. Uh, I loved what was read from Unity of Good, because God is ever present. No boundary of time can separate us from him and the heaven of his presence. And because God is life, all life is eternal. And that means your life. And it means that we, yes, we never can be separated from the heaven of his presence. So I, it was just such beautiful thoughts, and I'm so very grateful for that and for the beautiful testimonies. It's so true. All your testimonies give us much learning, <laughs> much education in how to practice Christian science. So. I'm so grateful for all of you, and to all have a very good night. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 359. Trust the eternal when the shadows gather, when joys of daylight seem so like a dream. God, the unchanging, pities like a father. Trust on and wait, the day star yet shall gleam. Hymn number 359.